Hyperkin is proud to present the third episode of Game Store Confessions. Welcome back. I'm your host, Terrence James. And also your host, Celia Beth. You know, um, today we're actually interviewing Jason Morehouse of Nostalgia Alley up in Petaluma, California. And it's a really different episode because, you know, our past interviews with Video Games in New York and Cartridges Galore, you know, those stories have been open for about a decade. And so Jason's pretty much a new store owner. Um, it was really cool hearing a different perspective on things. And what are your thoughts, Celia? Yeah, it was, it was really interesting hearing, like, I guess from his perspective, opening a store in, in 2018 and um, his tips and tricks for others who wanted to, um, to open a store themselves. Uh, it was also cool hearing about his, like, love for video games. Yeah, definitely. So without further ado, here's our interview with Jason Morehouse. Hey, everyone. We're here with Jason Morehouse of Nostalgia Alley. And Jason, how's it going? It's going really well, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the store, you know, where you're located, and maybe a little bit about how you got started? Yeah, so um, Nostalgia Alley is located in uh, Petaluma, California. We're about an hour north of San Francisco. And, oh, getting started, that's, a, <laughs> that's kind of a big question. But essentially, I guess it kind of boils down to is, um, you know, I've always loved video games, and... I've always been kind of uh, entrepreneurial spirited. Mm -hmm. uh, so, gosh, since I was like maybe four years old, I used to go out and do yard work and lemonade stands, the whole deal, you know. And um, and so I've always wanted to own my own business. And so it just seemed like the perfect fit to kind of mesh video games with the business. And, you know, here we are. Um, and gosh, what year is it? 2019? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of become a reality. Definitely. And I mean, um, I'm sure you, you had a gig prior to opening your store. Um, what was keeping you busy before uh, Nostalgia Alley? Yeah. So uh, my wife and I, we both uh, worked with adults with uh, developmental disabilities. Mm -hmm. uh, so they kind of ranged from like autism, Down syndrome. Um, some of them had, you know, like shaky baby syndrome, all mm -hmm. sorts of different things. And uh, we would teach them like social, uh, vocational, recreational skills. And um yeah, that was doing that for gosh, five or six years before we opened the store up. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. it was it was tiring, but uh, very rewarding at the same time. And I've gosh, I, those experiences were so great. Well, that's good to hear. Um, yeah. What was I guess? What was the initial push to make you finally say, you know, I think I really want to open an independent video game store. You know, I had um. <laughs> Without getting too sad, I went through a pretty bad breakup, and Aww. it was, <laughs> you know, it, but honestly, like looking back on it, mm -hmm. it, it turned out to be one of the best things ever because it kind of just like, you know, it made me figure out what I want to do with my life. And um, at the time, I, you know, I was obviously upset by that, and I was, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. And so I'm like, you know what? I really want to make this work. It's something I've always wanted to do, you know, since I was you know, open up businesses since I was, you know, young. And so I'm like, let's just do it. And I still remember the day um, I was talking to my current wife, Rebecca, that um, 
about like, you know, like, okay, let's get this done. Cause she's kind of in the same boat where she really wants to open up a business. She didn't necessarily want to do a video game store, but, um, I remember the next morning going out and I was kind of doing my, my typical hustle, looking at, looking for games and mm-hmm. I was really motivated. And that motivation was, you know, six years ago and it hasn't stopped since. And, um, it's been just a very exciting journey, I guess, best way to say it. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone has like, I guess their own, you know, origin story and yeah, I mean, yours is so far, it's been pretty unique and, um, it's good that, you know, you found something that, you know, is kind of mixing your passion as long, you know, as well as like a, an occupation together. And that's what we like to hear. Um, I don't know how many people out there are just like, I want to open a, <laughs> a retro video game store for, you know, just just because, I, you know, it just sounds like fun. But um, it seems like everyone so far has started the, um, a gaming store for a very, very specific reason. And it's because of their passion it's because something maybe not as um, like life changing as something as you know as your your story, but um, you know it really has to be a big push in order for you to get to that point. And um, you know it's good to hear your story as well. So um, what is okay? What would you say Nostalgia Alley's? I guess um, I guess uh, what is your specialty? Because you know there's stores out there who will specialize in retro games and modern games and then some people will just only do retro games some people do card games and you know board games along with a little bit of retro gaming and toys here and there what would you say nostalgia alley's uh, specialty is yeah so the reason we went with the name nostalgia alley is because nostalgia for whoever you ask is going to be different so for me nostalgia is really just getting an nes system and putting that game in there you know and like kind of fiddling with it and then picking up that controller. And so to me, that's very nostalgic, but you know, you get some kids in who are maybe 18, 19 years old now. And for them, that's like the GameCube or the Wii and that to them is nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So our, I want to say, you know, our specialty kind of ranges to meet the needs of whoever it is who's coming into our shop now, because my, my personal kick is older stuff. That's, you know, what we try to focus on. But, you know, I want to make sure anybody who comes in here, I don't care whether they're, you know, two years old or 60 years old, they're going to find something that makes them excited. And that's why we carry Commodore, we carry Atari, Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, Xbox. Uh, We have vinyl records. We have toys. You know, we have stuff that you can only get in Japan, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we we do our best to really keep it broad plus we have a bunch of arcade machines and uh, you know those have been really popular um people love coming in here and trying out miss pac-man and so things like that you know we we really like to make it exciting for people to see all sorts of cool and fun stuff dude that's that's excellent yeah no it's really cool to hear that you have like um i guess different things for different people like of all walks of life so um do you have any like um uh, really like interesting stories like our wholesome stories about like people coming into your store and um and creating new experience yeah well you know what that's actually one of my favorite parts about the store and i didn't actually expect this when i first opened up um i mean not that i knew what to expect per se mm-hmm. um you know i had thought i had an idea and really that just kind of got blown out the water um 
But one of my favorite things to see is when people come in here, um, and I guess I could go two different routes with this is, you know, like I get a lot of people who are maybe in their thirties and they like, Oh my God, I haven't played a super Nintendo since <laughs> I was 15 years old. And, and they're really excited and they'll pick up that super Nintendo and, you know, they'll get their, you know, their favorites, Mario world and Mario Kart, And they, they're just really excited. And so that, that to me, it just, mm. it puts a real on my face. But one of the coolest things is, um, especially nowadays, because a lot of parents are concerned about screen time, mm-hmm. and um, hear a lot of different perspectives on that of people coming in the store. And uh, you know, I think maybe more so in California than in other states, you know, parents get really worried about that. And so some of the people who come in, like they have their kids with them, and they'll tell us all, all about their stories of playing video games. But then I'm like, oh well, you know. I'll talk to their daughter and I'll be like, well, what's your favorite video game? And she's like, I've never played a video game before. And it just broke. <laughs> you know, I went over and I set up a, a super Nintendo and I gave her some quarters and she played the super Nintendo for the first time. And then, and then she went over and she played the arcades and she had just like the biggest smile on her face. And like, I think I'll forget how excited she was. And then her, she makes her dad bring her every week to play the super Nintendo. Oh, that's cool. That's so awesome. (laughs) See that? (laughs) When I was, um, I think when I was like eight or nine, maybe ten, there was a game store by uh, my house in uh, Lakewood, and it was called Gameland. And my dad worked uh, graveyard shift. So the thing is, with me, I have a different story than most. Um, Like with me, retro gaming, it doesn't have a nostalgia factor because there is no gap where I wasn't playing retro games. Um, because at Gameland, this was probably around 96, 97, they sold a lot of games for NES, um, SNES, Genesis, a lot of import games, and they were sold, they, they sold them for dirt cheap. Like I could buy Street Fighter for like two ninety nine or um, Parasite Eve, for, I think I got it for 20 bucks because it was imported and I, I can't read Japanese. So, But I still bought it because I thought it was cool. But anyway, <laughs> my dad worked graveyard shift and he would take me to the game store um, maybe like once a week in the morning and because uh, you know he wouldn't have anything else to do in the daytime so I would go shopping for games and it was you know easy for him because games are like you know three bucks and he would just buy me one maybe once or once a week or once every couple of weeks and because of that I kind of grew to appreciate um, games that were at least two consoles or a console generation behind and so by the time I was in my 20s now I'm in my 30s um, I was like, oh, there's no nostalgia factor because I've always just been playing these games. So yeah. when I see kids or, or adults who just get that nostalgia factor, it like amazes me. And I, I, it really makes me appreciate more, I guess, what we do at Hyperkin. And it's kind of cool to see that at conventions and stuff. And I don't know, Silly, I know you have a different kind of uh, story with retro gaming. Yeah, no, no for me, like... Well, I know, I guess, like, I, I also didn't have really a oh, gap. Right. yeah. Because, um, like, my, you know, my first console was the Nintendo 64, and, like, that really, I just, like, opened up, like, the hunger for, I guess, more, I guess, consuming more games. So, like, then after that, like, you know, we got to play SNES, my sister got a PlayStation 2, um, ended up getting a Dreamcast, Sega Genesis, and, like, a GameCube. And then, like, after that, um, I never bought any new console again, because there was just such a huge library of games that, like, I was consuming um and so yeah like and then in college you know i brought all my game systems and all my friends you know they they grew up with that so they wanted to play those games too over their like playstation 3 and xbox 360 at the time um and then yeah like 
But like, I, I guess what, um, what I'm trying to say is like, you were also kind of um, amazed by like, um, oh, there's people actively trying to play these old games. Yeah. <laughs> no, number okay, number one. I think it was like a year, two years ago. We were uh, we were at a convention. Um, we were at Dragon Con. Yeah. And we brought our Smart Boy. Um, Smart Boy, by the way, is a is a device where you can play uh, your original Game Boy or Game Boy Color cartridges um, on your on your your, your Android phone. Yeah. yeah. And this kid was like, Pokemon Blue is amazing! And he was so stoked yeah, about... Yeah, so pumped. Yeah, he was so like, pumped about this game that came out in, like, 1996. And I'm like... I, I look at him, and I'm like, when I was your age, I felt the same way. And I still feel <laughs> the same way. So, yeah, it, it's amazing. And it's, it's it's such a genuine experience to, like, be mm-hmm. able to share that, like, passion about the games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely agree. And the cool thing about that, too, and I think... Um, you know, I'm obviously very biased because I own a store and I, mm-hmm. I like I really like physical media because just like being able to touch something and like smell it and see it and like use all your senses on a physical item, it, it brings that sense of excitement to you. And um, like that little kid, like if he could play the ROM of Pokemon Blue, but, he, you know, he may not like appreciate it as much as actually putting it inside of a Game Boy or a mm-hmm. Smart Boy. Mm-hmm. You know, he like he actually gets to experience that whole thing, and that's why I really like, um, honestly, physical media, fi- uh, video games, and I'm I'm really biased towards that, and I only buy physical media for that stuff, including for my current gen stuff, and and same with my my music, I only buy vinyl records or CDs because I'm just very specific about wanting to experience that whole thing as it was meant to be, and I, I know some people might disagree with that, but. You know, I think that's such a cool experience and it makes people so happy to do. Yeah, it's, it's almost ritualistic. You know, you think yeah. about it, like, you know, you pull out your cartridge, you know, you put <laughs> it in, you know, if you didn't clean your cart, you gotta keep on reinserting yeah. it. But like, yeah, it's 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 a whole it's a whole process. Yeah, I, I collect setting. cassette tapes. So uh-huh. that's, that's my thing. I used to collect vinyl, but then I realized I was taking up too much space in my parents' house. And now that I'm like, I don't, I don't really live in my parents' house anymore. I still keep my stuff there, and I feel really bad because I have like a ton of cassettes still there, a ton of vinyl. Actually, all my my entire retro collection is still there. So if I, you know, find a bigger place and eventually start moving stuff over, but for right now, like if I want to play anything, I still have to like stop by my parents' house and play Beautiful Joe. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Um, but physical media is basically, I think it's making a comeback and, you know, it's with stores like yours, it's helping that along too. And that's what's convincing basically um, people to release, uh, you know, the the Mother 3 so- or the Mother soundtrack on vinyl or maybe they're releasing the Streets of Rage soundtrack on vinyl like in 2019. Like, it's crazy to think that that's a thing that's happening now, but um, yeah. people are just, you know, they're, they missed, they missed what it was like getting home you know and putting down a plastic bag on the countertop after going to the store like you can't do that with a digital download so yeah and i'm sure i could rant all day about like what digital downloads are going to do to you know uh maybe the next generation and maybe their experiences with all these things but i try to keep it positive and that's why when kids come in here i'm i have a nintendo setup i have a sega setup and you know if a kid comes in and he says hey can i try this game out i'm i'm more than happy to oblige because i want them to experience that because they may not get that at home depending mm-hmm. on who their friends are and um just to see the smiles on these guys faces and it <laughs> quite honestly it happens with you know kids as well as adults i just had some guys in here yesterday and they're like can i play smash bros 64 and i'm like 
<laughs> and, That's awesome. Uh, they had time. <laughs> you know, honestly, we're all, we're all kids. Yeah. Like, we're just a little bit older, you know? <laughs> also, isn't Smash 64 the default, uh, like, dorm um, rec uh, community room? Yeah. Like, like, it's so funny. Like, um, I think I've been to several, like, dorm, like, community rooms when I was in college just visiting friends or even at my own college and it's always there's always an n64 or a gamecube set up with smash and i think it's so funny because it's like it doesn't matter where you're from or how old you are you could still trash talk and have a good time with your friends like at midnight and just yelling and throwing doritos at each other at least i did i don't, I don't know i don't waste doritos now yeah but. no um yeah there was there was no dorito wasting in my dorms <laughs> but there was definitely smash and like mario kart those were the two it's cool but mainly smash yeah. um so speaking of your store, um, is there any particular items that um, that like are your favorite or like are, are particularly like a, a unique? Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, aside from all the video games and plush and toys and vinyl and all that stuff, we we carry um, a specific items that only come from uh, Japan and Korea. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, those things are so hard to import over here. Uh, some of the items are you know, somewhat easy, but most of them are very difficult to do because these retailers have like exclusive or exclusive contracts to be, you know, only sold in Japan or Korea. And so, um, you know, with lots of work and <laughs> figuring it out, we uh, were able to get some of that stuff here and, uh, you know, kind of figure out our, uh, the stuff we like. And so kind of just looking at this little display case right now, um, I see some really cute, like Squirtle plush. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's specifically cute because he's like sleeping and it's so adorable. <laughs> oh, I love that. I think we'd have to go with uh we have these little I I guess like the words that uh, gotchapon. Oh where okay. it's, it's like a mystery. You don't know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And so these specific ones have like uh different Pikachus in them. <laughs> but it's all food related. So, you know, Pikachu might be like a pile of rice or he might be holding his uh, bottle of ketchup from uh, that, you know, first season of Pokemon. And dear Lord, that's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's some just really cute things like that. And, you know, I see some uh, Mr. Driller plush, which, you know, <laughs> like just super unique. And yeah. most people know about Mr. Driller, but like they ask me and I show them and I get to see. So like, I think that's probably one of my favorite sections um, at the store is just the Japan and Korea stuff. That's cool. What would you say in your store, um, like, I guess is the most popular? Like, would you say it's like NES? Would you say it's um, more modern games? Like, what or, or like Sega? What would you say is like the most popular in your area? Yeah, you know, th- that all depends on the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, there at first, like, uh, I, I when I first opened, I'm like, yeah, you know, Nintendo's what sells, and quite quite truthfully, it is, but there's days where like someone will come in and I'll have, or I'll have five people come in and they buy a PlayStation one. And I'm like, I, you know, before I didn't think a PlayStation one would ever sell. And, you know, I'm selling them quite frequently. Mm -hmm. People are, I, you know, I think that age group is now, you know, GameCube, PS1, PS2 and original Xbox. And so I'm, I'm selling those pretty frequently, which makes me happy to see because I don't, I want people to enjoy those products. And, um, and the libraries are so huge on them, especially PlayStation 1, 2, and Xbox. Like, there's so many games. And, um, <laughs> and so it's cool that people are, you know, getting back into those. But I, I'm not sure. Oh, you know, actually, I take that back to maybe handheld devices. Hmm. My 
I cannot keep Game Boy Advance SPs in stock. Those things, once I set them out, they're gone in like 20 minutes. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. I don't I know. Think... Oh, go on. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people in my area who commute um, to like San Francisco for work and all that. And I think they take the trains and uh, the buses. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them, you know, they'll they'll grab a Switch or they'll grab a Game Boy Advance or a Game Boy Color, and then they'll play that while they're you know commuting to work. And so I, I think that's um, you know, that's definitely going to be the biggest seller is those items. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in Japan, Japan's like a big, you know, it's a commute. Like Tokyo itself is a big commuter town, and almost everyone is playing is like looking at their handheld devices, but it's. It's not like vacant staring. They're always playing something. Whenever when I was in Japan, like um, they're always playing um, uh, those. Uh, basically, they're like gacha type um, games. So um, a lot of randomized um, items, and basically, it's just RPGs you can play with one hand while while you're holding on to, uh, you know, like a what's it called, like a pole or something like that. Um, I think the last one, the one that was popular there, was Phantom Kill. I think that was the one that just came out. Um, but yeah, handheld is such... Um, it'll never... Basically, it'll never die. Like um, The reason why the 3DS has been, I think, renewed... Or not renewed, but it's been... Um, I think Reggie said it was going to be supported up until 2019. Like The original DS came out in, what, 2005? And it's been so long. It's literally 14 years of just basically the same handheld console with just the 3D update. And I think that's really impressive that handheld has always just kind of prevailed. And, you know, the Switch is technically a handheld console. So, yeah, I think um, people are just, you know, they're always ready to game on the go, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, people really like, especially for the Game Boy Advance and also the 3DS, they like the backwards compatibility with it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that will play Game Boy, Game Boy Color and Advance. And the 3DS will play all DS and 3DS games. And so, especially parents who, you know, their kids want to go through games so quickly, they'll, they want those those backwards compatibility systems, and um, it definitely makes them happy. Hot tip, I don't know if you know, but um, uh, Square Enix still actually sells their PS1 titles, um, brand new, sealed, directly from, well, directly from, I don't know where it's coming from, but um, I think it's dead stock, so... Um, I was able to purchase directly from the Square Enix website. Uh, I think it was Final Fantasy Nine. No, no, sorry. I think it was Final Fantasy Chronicles um, Anthology, and I believe I want to say Nine. But I bought a bunch of them for the store. Honestly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and they're all completely sealed. I don't. I think. I wonder if that's Square Enix's way of just basically trying to keep people from um you know going crazy on ebay just to make sure that people are able to play their titles at a reasonable price which i think is really cool unless they just so happen to have like tons and tons of them left over from the 90s which is kind of funny too <laughs> well it's pretty easy for them to reprint these things too because yeah. uh, even ps2 games like i i know that like stores have or companies have gone back and reprinted those and mm-hmm. um it, it's, I mean, it's it's not like a cartridge where it's a lot of like manufacturing and you know getting the molds and all that stuff. It's it's just a case and a disc that needs to be pressed. So it's 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 fairly easy to do in the grand scheme of competition. To me, it's really awesome that they do that and still have those available. Actually, so okay, so 
Jason, um, you actually our first guest to be pretty new at um, you know being a gaming store owner. You said you opened in November, correct? Yeah, we did. So, yeah, like so as a as a new store owner, um, do you have any advice for um, other people that are you know just as passionate as you and are interested in possibly opening up their own store? Yeah, so. And th- I think this advice is pretty uh, transcending as far as no matter what you want to do in life. Um, so for the past, gosh, 11 years or so, I've been a wrestling coach uh, for a community college team in California. Mm-hmm. And one thing I always preached to my athletes was set goals. And I, you know, like even my last job too, is we would set goals for our clients because we want to see them succeed. And what better way to succeed than knowing where you're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for goal setting, a lot of people, you know, without getting too into it, um, they're like, oh, you know, I want to be a state wrestling champ or I want to open up a store. Like that's their goal. But to me, that's not a goal. That's like an end result from mm-hmm. goal. So the goals itself are, you know, waking up on Saturday mornings and going out and looking for, you know, for video games or, you know, in wrestling, it'd be waking up and going and getting that extra weight lift in or drill session in or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Those are the actual goals. And, you know, you should always consistently have about five goals because you don't want to overwhelm yourself that you're kind of chipping away at on a daily basis. So for myself, it took, you know, because I wanted to make sure I was prepared to open the store. So it took us about five years. And that five years, I had my goals written down, had them posted on my wall, mm-hmm. and I could see them. And I knew exactly what I wanted to accomplish. And, you know, here I am, you know, five, six years later, and I was able to do just that. So uh, goal setting. <laughs> and I will preach that till I am um, blue in the face. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really good to hear. Yeah. Um, and, you know, People just think that, uh, and that you know, they have like this misconception about, especially a video game store, that you know, you're going to come in here and you're going to have fun and you get to play video games all day, <laughs> easy. And I got the best job in the world, and I, I think I do have one of the best jobs in the world, but it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Not a day that goes by where my feet aren't sore, and there's you know, and I'm exhausted, but I love the grind. I love you know coming in here and you know, getting X, Y, and Z done. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of that is just, you know, all done possible by goal setting. So, yeah, (laughs) that's my biggest advice. Yeah, that's really insightful. Thank you for sharing that. So, um, I guess let's get to some more, I guess, uh, really specific uh, store questions. Okay, so I think you told us um, in our phone call before this interview that, um, a story about you reconnect, reconnecting a cartridge with its owner, basically. Could you elaborate on that? Because yeah. that sounds like that sounds like an insane and very cool story. Yeah, it, it's all of the above. It, man, it, even thinking about it now, I kind of get the shivers about how exciting <laughs> it is. Um, so we had, a, I think it was maybe, gosh, this was maybe early January. I'm so bad at remembering dates and all that, but we had um, a guy come in and he's like, Hey, I have, you know, a couple of bins of video games. Are you interested in buying those? I'm like, of course I am. That's exactly what I do. So bring them on in and, you know, I'll take a look at them. And he wasn't kidding. He had multiple big bins and we're talking heavy bins of games. And I'm like, Hey, it's going to take me, you know, (laughs) a little bit of time to go through this, you know, 
So as I'm going through this stuff, I'm, I'm looking at the label conditions and I pull a Sega Genesis game up. That's a, a loose cartridge. And there's a sticker that's almost peeled off mm-hmm. and it has a uh, Stefan Reese on it. <laughs> well, how many Stefan Reese's are there in this world? <laughs> I know a guy who's located down in Southern California. And so I take a picture and of the item and I post it on our Instagram and I'm all, Hey, uh, Hey Stefan, do you recognize this cartridge? And um, I hashtagged how many Stefan Reese's are there in the world. <laughs> and so he responds back totally ecstatic saying, Oh my God, that is my cartridge. Wow. What do you want? <laughs> oh my gosh. And it was so exciting. And um, the coolest part about the story is it turns out that his uh, grandpa who had passed away, who he was really close with mm-hmm. had bought that game for him. Oh, wow. So, I think it, when he he said when he was like 15 or 16, he sold it at a garage sale. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as he started getting more into video games, he's kind of kicked himself in the butt for selling off his, his games, especially that one in particular, because mm-hmm. it was given by his grandpa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we, um, you know, I had to buy that game from the person who brought it in. And um, I ended up selling it to Stefan at cost. And I, think that's probably one of the favorite his favorite items in his collection and this is someone whose collection if you don't know him on instagram is my god his collection is insane (laughs) (laughs) i think he uh, just picked up a new prototype that was unreleased for uh wwf or wcw and that made like headline news (laughs) that's cool yeah oh my gosh that really warms my heart because like always like when i like you know we go to like a store or whatever we're picking up retro games like you know they'll have like Carol, like written yeah. on the cartridge, or David. It's like, what happened to yeah. this person? <laughs> yeah, where, where's David? We gotta find him. But you actually did, yeah, you actually and I him. love that. I love that so much. And the crazy thing, too, is he told me, you know, I picked it up really well and sent it to him right away, and he said when he opened the package up, he he picked the game up and was looking at it, and the sticker fell off. And oh. That had his name on it. So, I mean, it could be one of those things where that sticker could have fallen off in the, the bucket. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. Like, I would never have known which cartridge belonged to Stefan Reese. <laughs> that's insane. Oh, man. That's yeah. Um, that's does does Stefan have an Instagram handle that you could share with us? Maybe we can uh, we can give him a shout out or something. I believe. Oh gosh, and I'm not looking at it right now. I believe it's Archon 1981, and I shouldn't know that, but I listen to his podcast <laughs> uh, pretty frequently, so I think he says it pretty frequently. Um, and I shouldn't say just his podcast; it's He's a co-talk uh, speaker on a podcast, uh, but I believe it's Archon 1981. Um, and the podcast that he's a part of, um, I believe it's called Collector's Quest, which is specifically mm-hmm. about video games. It's a great podcast as well, and I think uh, anybody who's listening to this one should definitely give that one a listen as well. Is it R, like A-R, or just R-K-O-N? Um, I believe it's like A R C H O N, and I might be butchering oh, that. Oh, so, okay. But it's R, yeah. Oh, I found him. Hey, there he is. <laughs> and I think if you scroll through his stuff, you might find that uh, that Sega Genesis cartridge, which I'm forgetting the name of right now. But um, very cool story. That's <laughs> and if really you go to cool. that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. We'll we'll give him a shout out um, on our Instagram or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so, um, Celia, um, 
Yeah. We could probably move into talking about, um, I guess, more store-specific things in terms of, like, uh, in-store events or maybe conventions. Do you want to... Yeah, you know, of course. Okay, so um, for your store, so you mentioned that you have a bunch of setups. You know, you have, like, arcade machines. Do you have any specific events that you hold at your store? Yeah, so we do. And um, I guess, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, if this was a smart thing for us to do or not, but it turned out to work, even though it was super exhausting, was the day we actually opened, uh, we had a Mark Erickson here, who is a uh, video game artist. And mm-hmm. so he's notably known for uh, doing the artwork for Mega Man 2 on the oh, NES. Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's done other cool things too, like mm-hmm. and Tech on the NES. He's done UN Squadron and a whole host of other things. Mm-hmm. And so we had him in the store signing autographs and selling prints. Um, the day we opened, and that was really exciting. Um, yeah, I actually have one of his prints for you and Squadron hanging up right now. So that's <sighs> it's one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> awesome! So great, such a good shooter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we also do events like we do Smash Brothers night. Um, mostly, it's for Ultimate, and we have a hundred inch projection screen with a very very expensive no lag projector. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so people are able to play Smash Brothers on 100-inch screen, and my God, does it look beautiful. Wow, and it okay. plays fantastically, too. So that's pretty awesome. Um, we're in the works right now with uh, – there's a company called Double Fine Games. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're most notable for making, like, say, Psychonauts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're coming out with a game called Rad. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just announced at uh, the Game Developers Conference a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, um, I believe he's, I can't remember if he's like the director or the producer, but he's like, he's a pretty regular customer of ours. And so he's going to set up a, a demo of rad and people can come in and play it and experience it before the release, uh, which is in the summer of, uh, this year. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm really excited about that. Cause we're going to be the only store in the country that's going to be demoing this game and, <laughs> It's it's kind of like a really unique experience. And yeah, I'm so grateful that he's letting us do that. Um, and he was actually the one who brought it up, so that made it made it even uh, more special. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I mean, uh, you know, game devs, you know, they just kind of want to show off. You know, I mean, it's good to show off your game in a capacity that's not a convention sometimes, because then you can. You know, you can hear people talk about the game. You can ask them questions. Um, the pressure of them not having to just stop by your booth and then leave after like five minutes, that's gone. So they can actually play for maybe a good 10, 15 minutes. Then they can talk yeah. to people. So, yeah, that'll be a really cool experience. Yeah, and you know, I got to play the He stopped in a couple days ago, and I got to play it. And it's a really fun game. I believe they're going to be releasing it on all consoles so ps4 xbox one switch and also uh pc so i'm assuming steam mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's a really unique concept in like that it's post post apocalypse mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're you know this kind of uh you're a guy who was selected to go out and kind of cleanse the world a little bit of all the the, the waste and stuff and mm-hmm you go through you get these like different mutation upgrades and it's it's really fun and you, it's a little kind of hack and slash not like like your typical hack and slash but it's 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 fun and unique and i definitely recommend people looking it up on say youtube if you're not able to stop in the store 
Yeah, no, definitely. You're definitely selling the game. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go uh, look that up. That sounds, <laughs> sounds super rad. Not yeah, super rad. <laughs> Clever uh, tie-in to the, the name terror. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome, though. Um, we still um, are really fortunate in that uh, 2K uh, games are located. They have a, um, a satellite unit in, uh, in Petaluma, so okay. the city in and they also are mostly located in Novato, which is about 15 20 minutes from my store mm-hmm. um and so i know quite a few of their employees now and they're gonna try to set up some sort of event whether you know it's a one of the wrestling games or sports games mm-hmm. and uh we're gonna try to do some sort of uh demo or tournament or we, we haven't quite worked out the details yet but that's something that's in the, the works as well that's really cool oh man you're you guys are so lucky yeah. <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> That's like, cool. can we come? Like, this sounds awesome. <laughs> it's crazy how many, like, game developers are in this area. So, like, I think yesterday we had two guys from PlayStation totally unrelated to each other walk in. And, um, like, we talked about PlayStation for a long time. And they were both really just cool guys. And, you know, I met people who worked at Sega. And um, I haven't met any Nintendo employees yet, but I'm hoping that happens. I just know we're not in that area. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. It's kind of like, I guess, in SoCal everyone in music kind of knows each other yeah. and i guess if you're in entertainment or animation a lot of people know each other too but i guess up north it's gaming game game uh game dev central that sounds awesome <laughs> it's, it's so cool and the best thing too is that all everybody that i've met so far has been so extremely kind and um like when someone like a customer will hear oh you work for playstation they'll talk they'll talk to the customer too like they're not like you know like up in the clouds you know knows <laughs> type of thing they're just really down-to-earth people and that's been uh just really fun to see that and see how excited people get and you know i think we have i've had a few customers come in who are um aspiring game creators Mm -hmm. like to them you know if like say those paths ever cross you know i bet that would be a really cool experience for them definitely yeah no that's fantastic because it's it's like the community you know like everyone everyone's together yeah that's cool (laughs) Okay, so you mentioned a bunch of really exciting in-store events that are going to be happening in the near future. Do you guys plan on going to any, like, a conventions coming up? You know, um, so currently it's just Rebecca and I who uh, run and operate the store. And so it gets um, – I don't know if we have necessarily the capacity to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to some conventions. I've been to, you know, the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. I've been to the – uh, retro city fest i've been to portland retro gaming expo and there's also like the sacramento cons and all that so i've been to a lot and i really do enjoy them but it's just not very practical to do it mm. okay understandable <laughs> definitely okay so i guess we're gonna move into sort of a, a wrap-up section of the podcast um so first off we're gonna do like a lightning round so yeah, okay. So, so just off the top of your head, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a couple things. So, uh, number one, top five games. Ooh. So, I'm I think more particular towards older games. So I think um, one of my favorites of all time is, and I used to be obsessed with this game as a kid. I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I love it. Is uh just the original Tetris on the NES. Mm-hmm. I play that game for hours and hours <laughs> one day i you know one day i'll hope to aspire to be as good as some of these kids who are my gosh so good but. yeah <laughs> and it's funny when you say kids 
because the current yeah. champion is technically a kid. So yeah. it's really it's really funny. The game's older than he is. <laughs> and watching him play too, he has this really unique style of how he holds his hands on the controller. Oh yeah. And I don't know how he does that because I tried it and I'm like, nope, not for me. <laughs> um, there's a there's one um, I don't remember his name, but there is a Tetris pro player that where he can only play with his thumb through his T-shirt. I guess he uses it as like sort of like a sweat absorber or maybe just for extra grip. But he has to play. Um, Silly so can see me right now, but you can't. But like basically, I'm putting my thumb through my T-shirt. He has to play like this. Yeah, maybe maybe he has like such calluses from practicing <laughs> on his thumbs that he he needs maybe little thumb gloves or something. So okay, you have uh, four more games to go. Yeah, go go go. <laughs> Legends of Dragoon, which is a great RPG for the PS One. Right on. Um, uh-huh. I'm a PG guy, but I love that game. Uh, Windjammers. Uh, it's a really cool Neo Geo game. Um, I have it in my Neo Geo arcade at the store, and I. Anytime someone plays a Neo Geo, I tell them to play Windjammers. Oh, right on. Yeah. How about this? We'll pitch an idea. Since you work near 2K and they do yeah. the wrestling games, um, you know Xavier Woods, the wrestler, is a competitive Windjammers player. So you oh pitch it. <laughs> I'll see if we can try to arrange something. Yes, you should totally do that. <laughs> I think he competed at um, Evo for yeah. Windjammers. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so totally make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to totally talk to my guys at 2K. Definitely. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay, I think, how many was that? Four? Four games? Three, right? There. Three, 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 three. Go, go, go. <laughs> I did Thunder, which is a cool PS1 arcade uh, game as well. Uh, boat racing. Mm-hmm. And, I, oh gosh, this last one would be hard, but maybe between Blazing Lasers on the Turbo Graphics. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Pokemon Yellow. Um like those two would be really a hard choice to get in that top five. Well, Blazing Lasers is a uh, Kanye West's favorite game for um, the Turbo Graphics sixteen. In that case, it might it might be number six on my list. Then, <laughs> <laughs> then also on that case, then if, if Pokemon Yellow wins, you have to say Pokemon Yellow is amazing or it's the best game oh, yeah. ever. <laughs> oh man, I don't, it totally is the best game ever. Let's go. There you go. <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah. I actually I met I met the crea- the the mech creator of um Blazing Lasers. His Soji Kawamori. He did all the um the mech designs for Mac. Well, he created Macross or slash Robotech mm-hmm. in the US if you if you will. But yeah, um that that was a really amazing moment. I was like, oh cool, I got to meet the, the gunhead slash blazing laser slash macross guy. But anyway, um I digress. So um okay, that was a good top five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and because okay, so because we are a Hyperkin podcast, mm-hmm. um, what are some of the item Hyperkin items you do carry in the shop? Yeah. So we carry um, a pretty wide variety of Hyperkin stuff. Okay. Um, mostly like ranging from like controllers and um, the like the GameCube controllers especially because I can't keep those things in stock. Like there's especially with all the hype with the, the new Ultimate Smash Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I think there's so many people out there who break their controllers consistently, whether they're first party or not. Oh, definitely. And they just they go too hard on them. <laughs> so people like to have um, affordable replacements for those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some of the best stuff that we like get from you guys, just because it helps me out tremendously, is uh, the cords. Like so, 
just an AV cord for an N64 or, you know, a Nintendo system or, um, oh, actually probably one of the most helpful things is, um, the HD system. So the, the Retron HD mm-hmm. for the NES, the Super Retron for the Super Nintendo or the, the Mega Retron for the uh, Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of people in here who, uh, don't have CRTs anymore, or they only have a modern TV that, you know, only has HDMI outputs. Mm-hmm. They want to play Mario three, or they want to play Sonic, you know, one or whatever it is, but they can't hook their system up to a TV. And so, yeah. I, just last night, I was able to sell um, a Retron one, and the guy bought, you know, a stack of NES games, and he was so excited that he could play this on his TV. Um, so, those are, you know, some of the favorite Hyperkin products that I use currently. Right on. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Um, also, <laughs> Happy to. to- also to go full circle what would you like to say is the thing that you love the most about your store also not lightning round so you can take your time with these yeah yeah you get (laughs) i was like i can go fast again (laughs) that list um what i love most about the store is just seeing how happy people are when they come in um especially because we're like a new store and i'm not sure if like maybe like maybe the novelty is just there right now but i don't think i've had one customer come in and didn't have a smile on their face like they look in and they see all this like the the cool stuff the memories the arcades and like they're like oh my god i played this game when i was a kid or i can't believe you have street fighter championship edition like it's arcade and like that it just puts like this big like smile on my face and i'm like yeah dude you want to play a game or (laughs) so it's um it's been a really fun uh fun experience having that and you know obviously you know when the customer's gone, you know, I'll take a few quarters and I'll go play a few games myself. So <laughs> I got that going for me as well. That's cool. That's excellent. So yeah. before we wrap everything up, um, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners? Plus, um, how can our listeners find you on uh, social media um, or website? Mm-hmm. So um, as far as anything else to say to our listeners, you know, um, if you ever are in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, please stop by. You know, I would love to meet you. Um, we have a lot of really fun stuff here to look at. So it's just, it's just a cool experience, I think. Um, and maybe I'll actually plug one more thing, too, is uh, within the next month or two, we're going to be doing a, uh, a charity fundraiser for a local organization that helps um, mentor young adults and um i think they're called mentor me Mm -hmm. and so we're we're gonna include we're gonna integrate that with the arcades by like saying all the money earned from the arcades plus whatever donations will help out that uh go directly towards that organization and um we want to buy them either like a switch with a bunch of games and a couple controllers because they have like a, a rec room that they use and um so you know, keep an eye out for that on our social media, which is on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, mm-hmm. which is uh, at Nostalgia Alley. Okay. Um, pretty simple. So, and I post pretty frequently on both Instagram and Facebook. Um, and not all of it's store related. Sometimes I'm going to post something from my personal collection that I mm-hmm. think uh, people might want to see. Yeah. Uh, and there should be something cool coming up soon within the next couple of days because I'm really excited for my new item. <laughs> And then um, Twitter, I don't use as frequently just because I'm probably just, it's just a little bit beyond my knowledge base, but every once in a while I try to use that. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. That sounds good. 
Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. This is so much fun. Yeah, it was, and uh, you're a really good, really good conversationalist. So it was, uh, we're lucky to have you on the show. <laughs> I'm so grateful to be on, guys. And when when I saw that you guys were doing these podcasts, and I knew immediately uh, this would be just a really fun experience. And so thank you guys for doing this, and thank Hyperkin for uh, you know allowing this uh, to be put on. And I'm really excited to you know let people listen to us <laughs> definitely oh, thank, thank you. you for doing what you do as well so okay jason um you know we're uh, we had a lot of fun so yeah um i guess until until next time um we hope you have a good day okay see you bye. bye jason bye guys Man, what a really good interview. Yeah, it was so much fun. Jason has so much energy and you know, you could tell he's really passionate about, you know, what he does, about mm-hmm. the store, about games. And it's cool to hear about his five year plan, you know, like actually hearing someone follow through, you know, with their goals and, you know, actually following their dreams. And that's what everyone wants. What do you think, Celia? Yeah, because when you see a retro video game store, you know you see you see the end result. You mm-hmm. know you see goal accomplished, mm-hmm. but you don't see the steps to get there. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool hearing his insight, and it was really awesome to uh, hear about him reuniting a cartridge. <laughs> yeah, that never happens. It's so cool. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Stefan. Enjoy that cart. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to learn more about Nostalgia Alley and their events coming up, look them up on social media at Nostalgia Alley on Twitter. Facebook, and Instagram. Awesome. Well, Mm -hmm. if you want to learn more about our upcoming episodes, you can go on our social media accounts. Uh, Until next time, remember to play well. And live well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.